Blog Talk Radio.
Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Emperor sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Emperor sent you. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. Hey, this is the Empress, and you're on the Empire with myself and my co-host, Mr. Lawrence Adams. Tonight, we're talking about lying, and you know, if you don't tell them, use a lie. I don't mind telling people that they're a lie when they're lying, when it's obvious, but a lot of people don't even recognize that they are actually lying. Some people think that they're doing a greater good, that it's just a little white lie, that it really doesn't count that lying just depends on how many people are uh, actually hurt by it. But, you know, I had to do a little bit of research just to see what the truth about lying is because uh, actually I found that a lot of people do. A lot of people lie. Uh, Actually, most people lie. But before getting to tonight's topic, thank you for coming in and listening in with us tonight. And those of you who are on Periscope, Thank you for watching, and please share this thread with your other friend. Um, Share with your followers. You know, you have to say something different with every one of these little social things. If you're on Tweet World, tweet it out. If you're on Instagram, post it out. If you're on Facebook, you can look for me and look for the thread with myself and Mr. Adams. We're going to get down and bearded tonight, but let me tell you what's coming up on Monday, we're going to do a little bit of soul searching about race war because a lot of people want to say that they see gray. You know, I don't even know what that means, what they mean when they say that I don't see color. I see black and or I don't see black or white. I just see gray. Uh, that's always been one of the things. Uh, Mr. Adams is on the line with me. Uh, people who are asking on Periscope, Mr. Adams, please say something so they know that I'm not making you up. How are you doing on Periscope? <laughs> I am here. Yes, and I did give two different numbers because sometimes people say that I can't call that number. It costs. The other is a watch number. So you can call into the live show, press one after the number. The first number is 
478-5625. The other number is 855-349-0668. Both of the numbers are for this same show. It allows you to be live on the air with myself, the Empress, and Mr. Lawrence. But again, on tomorrow, we're going to talk about race and what that means in this world because everybody doesn't feel the same. Some people are absolutely opposed to races coming together and feel more comfortable with races staying separated and even further separating to have a better world and life experience. That was just really interesting to me. But people still actually think that that's uh, the best way. You know, and we're going to let them defend that position. Then on Wednesday, we're going to talk about co-parenting. Now, there is an art to this thing. It's not something that naturally happens. And as a matter of fact, I found that most people have difficulty co-parenting. And co-parenting is not just getting your child support check and the kids going to their father or their mother when it's supposed to happen. That is not co-parenting. And we're going to learn what that means and what's the best thing for the children. You know, because everybody say, oh, it's all about the children. We really love the children, but we never even take into account what the children actually want. So we're going to talk about that on Wednesday. Um, and then next Sunday, we're going to talk about weight. Yes, the weight is over, and not the W-A-I-T is over. The W-E-I-G-H-T is over. I had a sister call me today or inbox me today and say that she wanted to be able to tell her story and get some uh, feedback from those who have actually lost weight. She's been struggling with weight for a very long time. They, She's been struggling. I've been struggling. The world has been struggling with weight. But, you know, for some reason there has been a movement to congratulate women who are overweight to be successful in themselves and be happy with that weight. But I think the key here is that she definitely wants to change. You're getting these hearts um, pumping you Yes, thank you for popping me up on Periscope. Please add me as your friend. I'm not sure who you are, and I'm trying to do the board and also trying to do Periscope without showing. Mr. Lawrence, I'm going to have to start, like, getting ready, like putting on clothes to do this Periscope thing because, you know, it's live. And I'm, I can't right. be, you know, just have, well, i got to be kind of cute a little bit, but, you know, right. from the bottom half of my body, it's not legal. It's not even legal for me to be doing what I'm doing on the bottom of my body. But, that's you know, I'm at home, not in the studio, so we're going to make that happen. And then coming up with two unscheduled shows for sure, I have one that is going to be about the ultimate sex experience, and that's going to be with our Queen Ashley. She's going to speak both to the women and the men about different things mm-hmm. that they can do, uh, uh, <laughs> what they can do to enhance their sexual experience. Because if you're not having an experience that's memorable, that's something that you want to repeat, then you're just doing it wrong. And then, of course, yours truly, Mr. Lawrence, is going to give us a lesson in what it is that a man is made out of and what they really are, and that there's not just one type of man. And we're talking about personalities, the alpha man, the delta man, the gamma man. You may be asking for a man that you can't even handle. Ain't that right, Miss Beth? Yes, that is so true. They may be looking for something that they are, they are not really looking for. Right. So those are those are the things that's going to be coming up on the show tonight. So how first of all, how was your day, Miss Lamar? Sounds like you had a really interesting day, and I don't want to discount you from being able to share if if you want to just share. <laughs> well, today was good. Today, today I actually spent some time with uh, my two sons and actually took them. Um, we went to breakfast first, went to Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. 
And then we went, and my oldest son needed a coat, and then my youngest son said he didn't need a coat. But we went when we went to the store. Magically, he needed a he needed a coat too. So I ended up uh-huh. buying two coats today, and we uh-huh. went to uh, a black expo today and taught him about importance of economics and circulating uh-huh. money. So it was really a really good productive day, very productive day. Good, good. Do those coats happen to be uh, leather, leather coats? Because I really want a leather coat. Very bad. They were not leather, but they cost as much as leather. Uh, they they got they got surprised alive because I wasn't able to do something for them for Christmas. So I took them and took them to the North Face store and bought them two North Face coats. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. You're yeah. such a great daddy. Such a great daddy. <laughs> now, the, the, let's let's just go ahead and get into this this talk about lies. And I'm going to tell you, I think I just received one. And let me tell you, lies are not all the time intentionally made or for the purpose of hurt, uh, but they all have a certain level of deception. Yes, if you call, you will be on the air, and we can keep you discreet. You'll be you'll be understood by the last four digits of your phone number. I will not share your uh, any other information with anybody else. This is just the way that we chit chat here on the Empire. So if you want to call in again, the number I have a couple people asking me questions on Periscope. If you want to call in, the number is six four six four seven eight five six two five. Uh, the watch number is 855-349-0668. And we're talking about lies and what it is and what it is not. Now, the, the definition of it was kind of lengthy, depending upon what part of uh, the language you wanted to use it as, as a, an adjective, a noun, or what have you. And I was kind of shocked that, you know, actually all of it was applicable to our talk tonight. Now, if mm-hmm. I asked you, Mr. Morris, what a lie is, what would you say it is? What would be your a definition? Lie, I, I, my personal definition, a lie is something that is not the complete truth. It is a deception. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a deception that is given to either mm-hmm. to deter you from what is the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. And I think you are just so tensioned to deceive an intentional untruth, a false statement, are the the most common uh, definitions of the word lie. And then, of course, the position of lying or lie, what well, isn't necessarily your spoken word, it can be your action, to lay downward, supine, um, stretched out or sprawled out, or to remain or be kept in a specific place. Now, I loved that particular definition, to remain or be kept in a specified or specific place, because when you think about relationships, you don't necessarily think of that. You just think he ain't told the truth or she ain't told the truth, Uh, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. When we take even the oath inside of a courtroom, they ask you to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But, you know, you're instructed to answer the questions that are given to you. Now, some people just don't get that part, or they do get that part, and they decide that instead of really sharing the whole truth, 
and nothing but the truth, they'll give you the part that is applicable to what they want you to know. So why is that? Why do you think that people um, tell lies? Do you have a position on that so far, Mr. Lawrence? I think, I think, I mean, just coming from people tell lies mainly because they're trying to hide something that they don't want you to know. And so mm-hmm. then, and the other side of it is people tell lies because they don't want to deal with the truth. That's they don't want to mm-hmm. deal with the truth that they don't want to deal with the truth that's inside of them. So they end up telling mm-hmm. a lie. They have many reasons mm-hmm. why people tell lies. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one thing that I didn't necessarily know because I have always been told and always actually been taught that children are not born to lie. Is that what you were, were raised to believe or learned to believe is that children are truth tellers in essence and that they learn how to lie? Is that what you believe? I, I, I completely believe that. A child can tell you the moment that, you know what, your hair don't look right. They have no, they have no qualms of telling you how it is. You know, today you're breasting. So they learn, we teach them to say, you know, you shouldn't say that in public. That's not nice to say. So in essence, we are actually socially conditioning them to lie about mm-hmm. the truth that the breath did stink that day. So you got to mm-hmm. realize that we have been programming our kids to lie under the cross pretense of being socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the other part of early childhood development is that most psychologists, and according to the New York Times, they've had, they had uh, the majority of the articles that I've read today on lying and why people lie. One article actually said that kids lie early. They lie early in life uh, for several different reasons that are actually the same type of reasons that adults lie. They learn lying from their parents or their immediate influential circles to lie, to avoid punishment, to bond with their friends, to gain a sense of control, and that truth-telling is actually a learned skill as a child. It should be a foundation of what a person is as an adult, but as a child, it's a learned skill. Now, I had never heard or read anything like that before in my life, and when I think Mm -hmm. about it, you know, the kids that I have, I do Mm -hmm. know that I can feel when they're not being forthcoming, whether or not it's the Mm -hmm. truth or not, it usually comes down to, I haven't gotten so well where I know what the answer is all of the time, but I can feel when the child's mode or mood has changed for, for some reason, which makes me think that they lie. Now, do you think that that statement is true that in childhood, that it has to be a learned behavior to tell the truth? Yeah, I mean, raising two sons, yeah, I think yeah, it's, you, you have to say, hey, I need you to tell me the truth. And many times mm-hmm. they have to be coerced or yeah, coerced even to say, hey, this is the truth. This is what really took place. Because it's all about, right, when you can look at it, it's about self-preservation. So sometimes a lie, people tell a lie so that it can be about self-preservation so that it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt them. Mm-hmm. Now, the New York Times said that, but the what is this? The Wall Street Journal said this. It says that we are we all lie. We all lie, and the honest truth is that dishonesty has shown to pay off. We are all cheaters. That we do it for gain, and that we weigh the cost 
of being caught and the difference between the gain and the time served is what usually weighs out in adulthood. If you can outweigh what you will gain by lying, you'll be willing to take the loss of serving time, even if it's criminal. Um, Mm. It also says Mm. that rational thinking doesn't change liars. The ability to explain part of why it's okay is the rationale that liars take. So people who are, and they, and, and they went further into different types of liars, how people can be uh, spontaneous liars versus habitual liars, and that a person who becomes a habitual liar is a person that lies about everything for no reason at all. It's more so like a disease process. It's just they've learned to lie and not be uh, questioned, and the more influential you are, the easier it is for you to do that. But people who have little influence uh, have a rational thinking that doesn't change because you're caught. They just anticipate and they practice being able to give a reason as to why that lie is weighted. Now, I ain't never thought that deeply about telling a lie. I just have always known that there had to be specific components that occur when a person decides to lie. And first of all, would you say that you've lied, Mr. Lawrence? Because I can say honestly that I, I really can't think, honestly, I really cannot think of anything in the last couple of years except for like what I would call white lies to my kids about certain things. Like to be able to explain death. I, did, I don't have all of the answers of how to explain that, but as a as my children were younger, I would explain death as an, an exchange for a birth. I've always told, particularly my daughter, my, my son doesn't ask a lot about death, but I told him mm-hmm. um, in baby terms when they were really little that every time someone dies, that someone's being born and that they're exchanging out to even out the spirit world versus the, the human world. And the older mm-hmm. that they get, uh, I didn't realize it until when I lost someone in my life and my daughter said, so when are we going to get our baby? And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and I, I was like, oh, you know, it, it brought it back to my attention. You know, I have told her for this long to pretend I don't know or to leave her with an I don't know. So I fed her mm-hmm. a story that is got enough truth to it that I do believe that we do even out, but I can't really prove that it's, you know, the full truth of that, because I haven't been to another side. It's just what I I believe for myself to be true. Is there any uh, lie that has kind of uh, caught you up before, you know, something simple like that, Ms. Lawrence? Well, maybe not so simple as that, but I, I, I admit I have lied before. And I have told, mm-hmm. said something, for one reason, I didn't want to hurt the individual, so I lied. But on the other mm-hmm. side, I lied because I wanted to protect myself. And my mm-hmm. own interests, and so when mm-hmm. I when I look at science, when I looked at it and really digested it and thought about it, I said, you know what, what did mm-hmm. what, what did I gain by not just telling the truth? Because now I'm I can't sleep at night because I know they told a lie, and then what did mm-hmm. I get for protecting them by not telling them the truth? So mm-hmm. I had to come to the realization that it's more important for me to it it, it, it way more it made more sense to just to tell the truth. And mm. forget and let the chip fall where they need to fall. But I had to realize how I told the truth made a difference versus just telling the truth. 
True. Oh, okay. Okay, I get that. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, 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 hard, it's hard. And I actually found an article that said that there are pros and cons to lying, which I was shocked that they would say that there are pros and cons to lying. But actually, just what you just said, the truth can be hurtful. So it is in some advantages to prevent unnecessary hurt and untruth. Now, to what extent, I don't know. They didn't put any parameters around that, but they said that this has been a, a most common explanation as to why a lie was told, and that was actually considered a progressive way to lie. Uh, lies can help avoid unnecessary conflict because if you absolutely understand or are able to predict someone else's uh, behavior pattern and know that you know, A plus B equal a fight, if you want to remove the possibility of the fight happening, you can tell a lie and you can, and you can prevent an unnecessary uh, conflict. And the last was that, and I I don't really understand this one. It says it can maintain Mm -hmm. privacy. I'm not sure how a lie can maintain privacy, except for you just telling a you know, what what wrong folk, you know, older folks say a ball face lie. That's just a ball face lie. Like me saying, I am a boy. Like, that's a lie. Mm. You know, that's mm. just such a lie. Like, there's no need for anything else to be said or any any further explanation. Um, so I, I, I didn't I didn't really understand how you could save your privacy except for maybe trickery, you know, saying you're going to be one place versus another just so that you'll save the hassle of, you know, expectation. I'm not really sure how that one works out, but I never uh, even thought of lying as being protective. Go ahead. Yeah, even with the protective of privacy, because I'm a, a, I'm a very private person, and certain things I just, well, I'm not going to tell you about me, I'm not saying you, but I'm not going to share about me because it's, it's mm-hmm. private. Now, to use a lie to do that, I instead mm-hmm. of it, if someone was to ask me a question, I don't have to answer it. So that would right. sort of resolve it versus telling a lie. Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a sense of you don't have certain things you don't have to answer to eliminate mm-hmm. that lie. You're lying about it. But I, guess, I can somewhat understand lying to protect your privacy. Mm-hmm. Well, I also looked up, well, inside of some of these articles, there was so much information. I just pulled out a few of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about. Uh, And some of the nonverbal signs of lying that I think I already knew, but I just, you know, I I know when you're a child and you got caught lying, you're supposed to just answer the question and you're not supposed to give an explanation. Okay. That is actually a sign of a lie. The shorter the response to a direct question without explanation is more often than not a lie. Did you know that? Mm, did not know that one. I'm going to get my son. He's been lying to me today. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like if someone just asks you a question and you say yes or no or I don't know, that's indicative supposedly of more information. It, uh, to me, it just kind of depends on whether or not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a chatterbox, so I talk a lot. You know, you can ask me something really simple. I'm going to give you a little short summary. I'm going to, you know, give you the answer, give you an explanation, and then give you a closing. That's just how I talk. But it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean the truth because actually in litigation, you can cover a lie 
by not even addressing it by just, you know, filibustering, continuing to talk Mm -hmm. about things that are related to the truth, which is not what you're telling, but you can say it enough to where the actual question of lie is removed. Another is when a person says uh, or has pauses or speech errors. They say when you say um, um, and, uh, you know, those types of things, that it's more indicative mm-hmm. of someone about to lie. I think some people just don't have the words. What you think? I mean, I mean that's, that's a two-way street, right? I think some people just don't have the words or they're trying to come up with what to, what to say. So it could be, it could be an indication that they're lying, but if some people just don't know what the next thought to, they need to say next. So it's mm-hmm. got to watch that. Okay. Man, these are some others. <laughs> it says blinking, uh-oh, blinking mm-hmm. or often while you're speaking is an indicator of lying. Fidgeting, mm-hmm. which means doing a repetitive movement, not using your hands because a lot of, I use my hands too, um, talk sometimes because to convey a certain amount of emphasis on certain things, maybe I can't even bring myself to uh, make you understand it. Now, I ain't clapping air and all of that kind of stuff, but, you know, I do Mm. talk with my hands a lot, but fidgeting Mm. is where you do the repeated movement or you do a movement that suggests nervousness. Those are supposedly Mm -hmm. uh, movements uh, or or nonverbal signals of a lie. And the other thing is that there are two types of breaking eye contact liars. Now, mm-hmm. a, a, a professional liar or a habitual liar is able to make very strong eye contact because it takes you away from the lie that they're about to tell. Or if they break eye contact, it could mean that they're lying. Now, I, I'm, I'm not sure how they got these people to say this. I don't know if they put them in a chair or put them in a little room and got them to tell a lie, but supposedly a convincing person can make strong eye contact with you to try to convince you that I'm telling you the truth. Now, I, I, I've not been in your presence to see how you speak to other people, but uh, I have watched your video. I think I watched your video before. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to, uh, I, I find myself looking away from the computer when I'm talking on videos and those sorts of things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not, t- that I'm lying. And, and I would say that it doesn't mean that I'm lying. What has been your experience? Do you prefer making eye-to-eye contact when it's a confrontation or do you just talk with people like that all the time, looking them straight in the eye? Mm-hmm. When it's a conversation, when it's a conversation where I'm expecting, to, I want to know the truth of the matter. I look the person out of the eye. I look them out of the eye. If they blink, if they move their eyes rapidly <laughs> from side to side, oh, I got you. <laughs> I know you're telling a lie. Really? It's just there's things or unconscious or body languages because they're looking for a way to hide the truth that they don't want you to know. Uh-huh. Now, in a sense, when you've seen the video I was doing, that was more of pulling thoughts to me that I wanted to express. So there's two different dynamics that were going on there. But when a person uh-huh. is lying, they normally you look at eye and they're, they'll move away swift. They may look to the left real quick or they may look to the right real quick. They're trying to cover up. They don't want you to uh-huh. see what they're trying to hide inside. 
the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth inside, the truth inside. Now we're gonna we're gonna just kind of flip the script with regard to what the research says. Because research say that the kids are born liars and that they learn as a skill set or as a personality trait from the people around them, whether or not to just tell the truth or not. So we're going to say we all learn to tell the truth to other people and and never lie, you know, never be put in a situation where you have to kind of color what you're saying. You're being protective of other people's uh, emotions. But the biggest lie I think happens internally, I think, to some people. Do you know that self-deception is what they call selective attention, which means that you lie Mm -hmm. to yourself by always Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with and being in, in a company to things that are going to promote what you believe. For an example, now I know a lot of people who listen to the show, who are non-Christian, and this is not religion in and of itself or what one theory of belief or versus another. But with regard to people who do profess a certain, you know, set of religious affiliation, it's easy to be in a congregation with people who function as you do, who believe as you do, who look like you, and who uh, practice the things that your set of people profess. That is the easiest way to self-deceive it, self-deceive. And I didn't even think of it in that way because the truth Mm -hmm. is, is that people carry themselves in ways that are most comfortable. And a lie, unfortunately, sometimes for ourselves is to is more comfortable than the truth. Now, do you find that statement to be true? Because I, I had a hard time kind of reading that because it makes you have to question every uh, situation and affiliation and association that you're uh, related to. Or, or, yes, it, or, I completely I completely agree with that statement. It's something that this guy wrote in this book called Lawrence Adams. He had a book he wrote many years ago. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book. He he said in the, the first chapter, it says, be honest with yourself first because everything else is, is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And so what that, what that statement is saying is you need to be careful about everything that you hear around you and what you have mm-hmm. around you and be and start to be honest with you first. Mm-hmm. And in a limit, you realize that everyone around you is either is an illusion or what I mean by the illusion is, they don't mean that they're always telling you the truth. And sometimes we guard ourselves with people around us who we stage or plant around us, like, like you said in an example, to keep, keep the lie about us going. So the, mm-hmm. most, the most, most important person you need to tell the truth to is not the person across the, across the seat from you, but the person you look in the mirror. You must begin to tell the truth to yourself, whether you like it or not. You have to be oh. honest with yourself first mm-hmm. many times, and then that will eliminate all the illusion, all the liars around you, because now you're yeah. facing the truth about you. Mm. That's hard. That is, that's actually hard to do because, I mean, if you don't surround yourself with on a daily basis outside of what you have to be around, that would require you to 
constantly be, be in a point of self-examination. It would be, a, mm-hmm. it's like you would constantly be questioning yourself. Does that require you to be by yourself? Because I no. I think it doesn't. It doesn't. What it, what it does is forces you to find people who are going to be honest with you, whether you like it or not. I have three people that I know if I can call them right now and tell mm-hmm. them, a, B, C, D, E, F, G. They're going to give me the honest opinion and was and not sugarcoat anything for around it. Those are the type oh. of people you need to be around. Anything less, they're going to keep you at a place of mediocrity and not take you to a place of excellency. So we need to be hmm. careful around the people that we choose to be around. Hmm. I I ooh, I think that. Self, you know, being selective in who gets your attention serves the purpose of reinforcing who you think you are and what you think is important. And when you remove yourself from that, it says that, um, let me read this, it says, imposing belief on things which contradict what is evident. Or, if I think this is what it's saying, anything that you can't prove you don't believe and you damn it as a lie, which is which is mm. not good. You know, this, this that that's that's the self deception too. This is under the same little category of things. A, a lot of religious people or people who are anti religious or anti church and anti Jesus or anti faith believe that it can only be a verifiable situation, something that has statistical evidence uh, in order for it not to be a lot. And the truth of a lot of things that we do in our life, I have no idea of how it functions. I just know that it works and it produces on the other side of the equal sign what I need. Uh, For instance, I don't know how for real a light bulb works. I don't know how a car battery works. I don't know how it's a lot of things work, but I just know what I've been told. I know that, you know, it's, it's the truth that whatever you see your parents do, I'm just talking about basic stuff, like what mm-hmm. they clean with, cook with, the brands that they use, even the clothes and stores that they would frequent. It's more likely that you will do those same things because of the level of trust, blind trust without really any proof to yourself. You saw someone that you trusted do those things, so you entrust them to yourself. And this is just in the space of being a, a child to a young adolescent. It is not mm-hmm. until middle, middle adolescent to adulthood that you start to even question what you've even practiced all of that time to understand whether or not it is the truth for you or uh, just a truth for them. Now, do you think that there are certain truth that are really not the truth that were taught to you uh oh. yourself personally oh yes there's 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 been i can't even name how many truths have been told to me and mm-hmm. when i had to when i took look took a seat down and really questioned i think we have we have a society of people who have never taken the time to question what they believe what they've been told what what what's been given to them? We accept everything as truth without realizing that that truth that has been given may be masquerading as a lie. So we're never taught 
to question anything. We need to question. And I remember someone, I was dating this person, young lady, and she thought that gum came from Wales. I was like, what in the world? How did what? you think gum come from, come from, uh, from whale uh, fat? I said, okay. I said, what I need you to do is go get a dictionary and look and see where gum came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, it comes from the other from the tree, correct. But she was told that by her grandmother when she was little, and she always mm-hmm. believed that. Mm-hmm. And so, what? uh-oh, I'm sorry, no. So, That's okay. If you need, did you need no, to answer? No, go ahead. Oh, no. Okay. So, 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 did you you corrected her? You you corrected her, yeah. and you let her know that that was not the truth. Correct. But she fought me because she was her grandmother told her that's where gum comes from, and hmm. she was she fit. She was ready to you know fight me over now. I said, you go look at a dictionary and find out the hmm. truth of it. So sometimes some of the things that we've been told and been passed down to us or even told in media, told around us, especially on Facebook or any, we have to be careful of realizing, is this the truth? Examine Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Mm -hmm. And even even Wikipedia, you need to question. Right. And see if it's the truth. Because some things, even on Wikipedia, it's not the truth. So you need to Mm -hmm. find out what is the truth of the matter. And we have not, we have a general, we we have a culture of people we're never taught to question. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of frowned upon. It, I, I I will say this. I absolutely appreciate my upbringing and my um, family, and I do believe that I think in essence most families teach what they feel is the truth. I don't think that most families would teach you on purpose, you know, something that they know is absolutely not the truth. I think they believe totally that it is the truth. But at a certain point in your uh, maturation, you have got to question literally everything because you're never going to have, some, you're never going to uh, have the the right to answer someone else uh, uh as the reason as to why, because my mama said so, or because my grandmama said so. I also think that the intention um, is the biggest part of a lie. When when someone goes on the purpose or the uh, tell you and to purposely deceive you, that is more a lie than a, a lie out of ignorance a lie that mm-hmm. you just don't know. And people are just so not willing to say, I don't know. Like they just won't say, I don't know or no. Um, the, the, the types of liars that are the best, according to the readings that I did today, were the exaggerators, the omitters, and the self-protectors, and the gossipers. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, I didn't even know gossip was a lie until I read mm-hmm. <laughs> what it was, because gossip is not just telling a story. It's telling a story that you have never even attempted to figure out if it's the truth, for one. You uh-huh. just heard it, and you carried it in a communication or in a conversation setting to co- convert somebody else over to that same not sure if it's the truth belief system. So it's supposedly the worst type and the most one of the most powerful types of liars is my gossip. And you know it's the truth because we love it. We, it's, it's everywhere. 
it's, it's mm-hmm. juicy. It removes you from having to be focused, and it's a bandwagon type of focusing on someone else's shortcomings. That's what gossip and covert conversation is. Then you have the self-protectors. People mm-hmm. are na- – and, and see, your self-defense is just normal. That's why I think it's easy for me to hear, uh, read now that, you know, kids may lie just naturally because the alternative to – Something being good would be bad, and if you're not going to be praised, you're going to be punished. So I can totally understand that. But when you work in a fashion or live in a fashion that is totally about self-protection, you will lie. I mean, you have to because the world is not set up for you to have nothing but positive positive, uh, feelings. But the omissive liar is is the one that is very uh, disturbing for me because – Oh, it's, it's it's really, really hard to ask a direct question and you never get the answer. Like, um, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's either yes or no. And to me, I've always said that if I ask something, you know, pretty direct and I say it more than one time, it's not that I'm trying to not get the answer I want. I just want you to answer the question. Now, do you think, I know women do that a lot, because if I say, do you care about me? That's really a yes or no. I don't think that that needs to have an explanation. Do you think so? Yeah. See that? See that? See that? What had happened was, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that is a yes or no question, but what was it? I always, I'm always a mind. I'm a mind person. I'm thinking, okay, why are you asking me this question? So I'm thinking about what is behind. Why you ask me? Do I do you still do I care about you? Mm-hmm. So I'm always thinking, mm-hmm. what is the next move you're trying to make for me? Answer this question. Is it going to be a trap mm-hmm. or is it going to be just going to leave it alone? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. that's determining whether I'm going to tell you or tell you yes or I'm going to beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. So it's well, and then two. But still, you still haven't answered my question. Like, you, you still, you know, even though you need to, and it sounds like you were just saying, I need to understand the reason as to why she asking me this, but it still is a question. And mm-hmm. if you ask a question and get a question, that's omissive. That's, that's not, that's almost self-protective a little bit, but mm-hmm. you, you're, you're dismissing the question. And, and I, know, I know one particular person, this is exactly, he's like an interrogator. If you, if you ask something really specific and direct, you're going to get a question. And you're going to be asked, why are you asking that question, which is a, actually puts the person who's questioning on defense. You know, mm-hmm. when you ask a question, it's in the effort to gain some uh, knowledge. And I do understand that when it comes to relationships, you know, Women sometimes got a lot of questions about things, but we're just a little bit more um, involved when, when, when we're asked questions. If you ask us something, we'll tell you the answer, and we'll go into a little bit of depth, especially if it's about, you know, how you're feeling about, you know, whatever. But on the reverse, if you ask a man that, he'll do <laughs> what you did. He will do exactly mm-hmm. what you did. And I'm not mm-hmm. understanding that. I don't understand that. I don't understand why that has to be. Or is that an answer? Well, I think sometimes why we men do that is because of prior 
situations where we had told, we had said that, and yeah. it turned into something bigger that we didn't want to, we just wanted to give an answer and leave it alone. But it went, like yeah. you just said, you wanted to go in depth with it and go and talk about why you say yes, you didn't say yes on Friday, but now you're saying yes on Tuesday. I don't understand that. Why? And so you're like, all I did was give you the answer was uh, yes. So we we weighing the options like, is it worth it to even say this or should I leave it alone? So there's a lot mm-hmm. of things I never seen were going on before giving that answer. But mm-hmm. some I think what, what I real, what I have grown to know and realize is is to give the direct answer yes that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, instead of sidestepping okay. it. Unless it's in a different conversation when there's seduction going on. But why should that matter? If you if if you have a significant other who's just wanting the truth, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of a lie, mm-hmm. if she's seducing you, it shouldn't matter. And if she's just asking casually, it shouldn't matter. A lie is a lie. And a truth is the truth. And if you don't believe that, that's fine. But I'm just saying from, a, from you know, my standpoint, you, you just get a chance to tell the truth or not. We have another caller on the line, and I don't want you to hang up. You do not have to identify yourself if you do not want to. Um, I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. 1019, are you there? One zero one nine. Are you there? I hope they. I want to hear somebody. Somebody say something. Yes. Is are you there? One zero one nine. Okay. Maybe they hung up. Oh, they got you. It's yeah. It's it's. I don't. I don't mean for people to be afraid. And I really love when we have shows like this, and you got all of these numbers here that are blocked out. And I respect people's privacy, okay? I respect your privacy. But what I do want to emphasize is that any truth, any any position is totally respected here. It may not necessarily be agreed with, or it might absolutely be praised as the cum laude um, on the show here. We just want to hear your truth. And, you know, I, I, I have to say, you know, it it it. I'm moved by people calling in and, and blocking the number, but I can't. I can't say. Uh, I want to speak to one 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 or two right. three three. I have to respect that. You know, everybody's maybe not wanting to have open conversation, but it helps. It helps to listen, and it have to help helps to be able to articulate what you feel about things. And even you know, in this particular instance, I don't know is uh, is a truth me because sometimes people haven't even thought about certain topics um well that and that's that's very true i i remember a situation where i was talking to i have three people i was telling you earlier that i talked to who gives me the truth so i was Mm -hmm. talking to uh my friend good friend and he said you know what you know what your problem is i said what's my problem man you know we're talking we have an open honest communication Said you okay. have not decided to walk in your truth. Huh. I said what? You have not okay. decided to walk in your truth. You've been living everyone else's truth. You need to decide huh. to walk in your truth. And I said, man, and that hit me like a ton of bricks. 
because that means I've been walking in the lie of who I who I was and who I was presenting to the world. Mm-hmm. And so what we need well, to do is go ahead. Mm-hmm. What, what what do we need to do? What we need to do is we need to become, we need to, as we said earlier, we need to really get clear about telling the truth to who who we are, what we like mm-hmm. and what we don't like. If you don't like fried chicken with hot sauce on it, then you need to be honest and not try to please the other person and eat the chicken with the hot sauce. That's walking in truth mm-hmm. instead of lying mm-hmm. to that person. I'm just using that as an extreme example. But we need to mm-hmm. walk in the truth of what we like, what we don't like, what we prefer, and what we don't prefer. We need to walk in that truth because we've been living mm. a lie. We've been conditioned to live a lie and not walk in truth. Mm. Well, I know that a lot of people exaggerate, and, and I never thought of exaggeration as a lie. I have a cousin who mm. is just like totally like a radar. And mm. if she if she hears you, not being truthful, <laughs> she'll just say, now that's a lie. You know, just real calm, mm-hmm. no extra antics. You know, that doesn't even sound possible. It's not, you know, no, that's a lie. It's not true. And I used to be put off by calling someone on their lie. Now, the only reason why people exaggerate is to make a lie seem more believable. The the mm-hmm. is it, and that's a different way of lying than is omission, which is just totally I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna I'm gonna exit like you ain't said it, which I think is the, the worst. I mean I would rather you, I think I would probably rather you lie and then me watch for the contradiction in your words and your actions <laughs> to know than for you ain't you ain't gonna say nothing. You're just not going to say nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to just mm-hmm. see. Like, that's just to me so super rude. And then, of course, uh, gossip. But an exaggeration is where you have some truth. And the core of what you're saying is true. But you flower it up to be bigger than it really is. Now, I <laughs> I don't, I'm not that creative. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what I could even use as an example of how I've exaggerated. Now, you know, when I, I always say that if I'm ever hit, because when I first got my driver's license at, I think, 15 years old, the, as soon as I got them, I tore down my mama's uh, mailbox. I got Lord into Jesus. a car. I mean, and like a couple of weeks later, I was in another accident when I got rear-ended, and then she said, you know what, you're going to have to get your own car and your own insurance. This is ridiculous. <laughs> So I finally got my own car, and Lord have mercy, I'm living in Mobile, Alabama. What happens? I get into an accident, and I get rear-ended. And I can remember saying, if I ever get hit again, I'm going to get out the car and roll on the interstate and just scream and just, I'm going to get me a brand-new car because I'm just tired of this. I would go just so too far, which would be an exaggeration, of course. I would never do that because it's a miracle that I haven't been killed as many times when I was younger. Now, I, I, I've not been in a wreck since I've been an adult, of, you know, I would say 21 years old. I've never had anything since that point. Um, never been hit. I don't, you know, never been hit. Now, I will get a ticket. I will get a speeding ticket, but I'm not 
like reckless people you know and it became a running theme you know sharon is crazy behind that wheel you know she will tap a car but it was really i I was young i was inexperienced and that was the truth of that point but to exaggerate Mm -hmm. it out to like you can't ride with her baby because you know and i can remember my aunts i drove them to mobile one time they said you drive really good i said "Mm -hmm," but all of these years I was like, you can even on the thing. And I really felt bad about it because I didn't want, I didn't want people to be afraid to ride with me, not want to, you know, be in my company and that sort of thing. So I didn't turn to lying. I just let my record change into something different. Do, do mm-hmm. you, do you think you, do you think, and I think that, I think, and this may sound chauvinist, but I think men exaggerate a lot more than women do. You know, I, I just do. I well, think me and exactly. What do you say? Well, well, we do embellish some. We do embellish to mm-hmm. tell the story to make it more colorful than what it is. And we do embellish and, you know, say things that, like, say, I, when you were saying, I thought of an example of the preacher. How many people got saved tonight? 10,000 got saved tonight at the meeting. But how many really got saved on record? Oh, only five. Right. You know, is is the is a whole ego boosting thing and a whole make yourself look better than what you were when you embellish and you know exaggerate about what happened. And so yes, in reality, yes, it is a lie. And so uh-huh. what we need to do is sometimes, um, and we don't want to say this, but sometimes the truth is so bland, bland and so boring that we want to make it more colorful than what it is. Well, you can't be lying. Now, our caller is back, and I'm hoping that you're ready to talk this time and just understand that you're welcome to just say hello, if that's all you want to say, um, or I'm just here to listen, and we'll just keep going. 1019, are you there? I'm here, but I'm driving, so I'm just listening. Okay, thank you so much for just saying that because I thought I was like I think I scared them and I want people to be scared uh, just to say what their truth is. So let's talk about the reasons why people lie because that was the only call that actually had numbers that made sense. The others are blocked out here. Um, mm-hmm. Why people lie? Now we've talked about how people lie and that people lie and that the truth. Now, first of all, do you think that there's any situation, not the the why, but do you think of any situation that is appropriate to lie? Woo, that's a good question. Is there any situation where it's appropriate to lie? Well, if your life is at, at danger, I think you might want to lie then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that may be the only appropriate and most, to say, you know, I'm going to lie here to save my life so that no, I, I, I can live to see them to maybe tell the truth. But I think uh-huh, uh-huh. there's really not any, it shouldn't really be any situation where you where you need to lie. But uh-huh. I only, besides, besides death is at your door. That's just my okay, opinion. Okay, and you, yeah, I, I, I I I I think I can think of a lot of reasons to go, you know, just to not have to <laughs> to not have to deal because I think that everybody's capability of handling the truth is different. 
um, how mm-hmm. how much you lie is is another thing. You know, because <laughs> like some lies are just unnecessary. Like you ain't even have to lie about that. Like when first of all, I've, I've you know I've been trying to date. Try, I really want a relationship um, that will be you know wholesome for me and my life and everything. And I know that. Men in general, not all of them, but in general, think that money means a lot to women. And I would think that they think that money means a lot to single mothers. I don't hide the Mm -hmm. fact that I'm a single mother, and I don't hide the fact that, you know, I take care of my children as well as I can, but they do have a contributing father, so it's not like they don't have the ability to have what they need. But I think that men just in general want you to know that they're able to sustain themselves and they're able to give to you. So when you're when when men go out of their way to say things, it's like I want I'm not trying to catch you in a lie, but I just want to make sure that you understand what you're saying. Like say for instance, you know, if you want to tell me that you work for a Fortune 500 business no, I in in a certain city and in a certain state, I can go on mm-hmm. the internet and find out which what what's there. Okay? And then you had to tell another lie when I when I call you on it, or if you say that you know you got a certain series of this car and they only make them, or um, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like so 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 un, un, unnecessary lies. I understand you lying when you're pushed into a place of something, but an unsolicited lie, like why even do that? Why, why do that? Can I can I please address that? Because that just irritates me when men do that. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when men do that. That means they are in, well, how can I say this? Hmm. That means they get their self-worth from what they have and not from who they are as a person. So you need to mm-hmm. lie that you work at a Fortune 500 company and you work down mm-hmm. at Walmart. Why don't you just tell mm-hmm. the truth, hey, I work at Walmart. I'm one of the greeters. How you doing? Right. Can I check your receipt? Right. Once you come right. from that, once you be honest about that, and once you just say I'm driving a car right now, I'm driving a Hyundai. I uh-huh. I just got the two door Hyundai. I don't have the seven series. Well, I'd say uh-huh. you got the eight series, and there's I mean there's ten series, and there's no ten series out there. It's better, especially when the female male relationship thing. Just tell the woman how uh-huh. this is where I'm at. She better respect right. you, and she she say, well, you know what? At least he's trying. He's at Walmart. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. checking receipts. He's capable of paying right. attention. Tell the truth. And, and see, the thing is, is once you once you don't have the burden to keep up a lie, you have the freedom to just be who you are. I, the biggest lie I have ever been told. Now, I've been I put a post on Facebook a couple of days ago, and I couldn't even find it because I talk too much on this, uh, and I ask people what was the biggest lies that they've had. A lot of people say relationship lies like uh, I love you or I want to be mm-hmm. with you. You've never made me feel this way before. Uh, one guy even said that this is your baby. That was the biggest how you can tell somebody that they're the father of a whole human being. Rather than saying, I don't know if this is your baby because I was with somebody else, but what, 
I mean, it's a baby coming, right? And if you're really pregnant, and then I've heard of women who fake pregnancies and those sorts of things, but the biggest mm-hmm. lie that I've ever been told was, of course, in that category that I hate a lie of omission. Uh, I thought that I had actually met a person who I could really just be who I am without being anything other, extra, whatever. And he realized, I think he, something happened to him. You know, I, it, something happened to him where he said, I just really need to talk to you. And I'm so, you know, on the edge. I'm thinking he is going to say he loved me. You know, I'm just so excited. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. The man and told me, I didn't tell you that I had another child. I was like stunned. I was like, what? How can mm-hmm. you not tell me that you have another child? And he said it was because he did not, he said, I realized that you weren't hiding anything of who you were. Um, and I, and it made me wonder, is this man to put a research out on me? What is he, you know, that made me kind of <laughs> off because it's like, did you not uh, test the words or trust the words that would come out of my mouth? But he said, no, I, I trusted it. And it just seemed like it was too good to be true. And I just felt like I couldn't keep not telling you something and I was like Lord please just don't let him have a you know a whole family and he's married you know and all this other kind of stuff because I liked him I really started to care about it as a matter of fact I told him that I loved him and it was Mm. a love that was very it was very benign type of love it wasn't a sensual love we had not had any type of relationship like that it was just I felt so much like I was willing to be whatever he needed me to be because I trusted him and I wanted him in my little world or whatever. This Negro and told me that he just didn't tell me because he didn't want me to think that he was some type of a whore, um, mm-hmm. that he had a, a daughter that he told me about. And I specifically remember and recall him having two children with him one day and mm-hmm him saying that this little boy was his nephew. Mm-hmm. And I had no, I mean, why would I think any different? This is his nephew, but no, that was his son. He's got children mm-hmm. the same age as mine, like back to back, they're younger children. And it crushed me that mm-hmm. he didn't feel enough of me to tell me I have two children. One is five and one is four. Like what, I don't understand what was going to make that horish, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just didn't understand the reasons mm-hmm. behind that. So when you tell a lie, whether you omit it or not, I think it becomes more of a focus than the truth and how I'm going to continue to not tell this part. I think that's what happens in a lot of relationships is they mm-hmm. want to just go on and say it. And that's the number one reason why people lie is fear. It says that the the truth scares people into lying and covering up so that they won't be involved in a scandal or be blamed. Now, I don't know anything that I, you know, I did lie to my mom when I, I lied by omission, the one I hate. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't because I admitted it, but I told her that she, this was something that I didn't want to involve her in, that I didn't want any scandal to fall onto her or who she was because I was out of order. Uh, right. She asked me if I was involved in a relationship that she didn't condone, 
she said that you're not, you know, I, I can tell that you really like this man and he really likes you, but you're not divorced yet. And I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what I have to do is I have to respect you and not bring that to your life and to your home and that sort of thing. But he was just checking on me and he came by unannounced and she said, I could tell, I could just tell the way that y'all are reacting to each other, that it was more than just, he's my friend. And after that point, I was extremely comfortable with not trying to hide this from my mom. I wasn't promoting in the relationship, but it was just the truth. I was loving a man that I couldn't have, and he loved me. And we knew it wasn't going anywhere, but I refused to not have that particular something. I don't know if it was love, but I, I just refused it. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you had to, um, you know, just kind of sh- shelter people or you, you lied because of the fear of what it would do to people you actually cared about? Uh, yes, but I never thought of it as lying. I thought of um, I sort of sheltered them from the truth. I didn't want them to know the truth of the matter because I was looking of, um, like you said, I'm hurting them and protecting them. And I realized sometimes sharing the truth, mm-hmm. sometimes sharing the truth can be too much for people. Mm. So you, it's almost you have, to, you have to be you have to be very wise when you share truth, and sometimes that can be interpreted as a lie. And what it is, mm-hmm. you're being very wise when you're sharing the truth of a matter because you are thinking of all the ramifications of when mm-hmm. you share this truth, what it's going to do, the most, mainly the consequences. So sometimes you mm-hmm. have to be careful even – sometimes that's, it's like a thin line here. When you – the intentions of why you're not telling the truth and the reason why you may be lying. So it's a thin mm-hmm. line here. So – in my case, it was more I didn't I wanted to protect them from like in your case mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. everything that was going on, and then mm-hmm. finally I had to face the matter and say, hey, this is what I did, this is what took place, da 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 da, mm-hmm. and it, was, it worked out a, better. Do you think you're at a point now where you can just go ahead and say I'm going to protect you, because I found that place with my mom. I, it's not like I was just y'all have been around the world loving everybody, but I just knew yeah. that there were certain, <laughs> there were certain part, um, parts of my life where I wanted to, you know, I don't, I don't want to explain anything because I didn't even have all the answers myself. So I just didn't want, matter of fact, I didn't, I, certain parts of my life, my sisters and my mom in particular, I, I sheltered them from. I kept that mm-hmm. from them because I didn't want I didn't want them to be put in a place where they were questioned about me. I didn't want them mm-hmm. to have to make up or guess what I was doing or not or judge what they think I'm capable of doing and then it be not the truth. Right. So I did. Did, did, did you, do you think that? Um, so that was fear. The next one, because I, yeah. I don't I don't want to um, eat up too much. Of, of your because I want to hear what you got to say to everybody else on the line is just listening to us so we're just going to try to go on to the uh, manipulation I want somebody to get on the car <laughs> ain't nobody want no everybody scared and if I knew somebody that I could just call um, straight on the line and then talk to them about it and it would be you know 
um, a conversation, and I thought about doing that a couple of times, but, you know, I don't want people to be weary about the empire. I want them to feel comfortable calling in and saying their truth. If it's not about sex, sometimes they just don't want to talk. They'll just listen. Mm-hmm. They're going to blow you know, the show so we so we can this, this since you said the word some people lie about their sex game, but we're gonna keep going. No, no, let's stop right there because I think that um, there is we're so inundated with sex. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. It's on commercials about food, fabric softeners, mm-hmm. car tires, gum, anything that you want to sell. Sex is a part of it, and Mm -hmm. visual appeal is a part of it. So even if the product doesn't work, matter of fact, I watched American (laughs) Greed. I'm going to tell you, I ain't Mm -hmm. talking about that not working. I'm just saying. Um, I was watching American Greed a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I know you remember these commercials about uh, Vialis. It's this man Mm -hmm. who had this permanent smile on his face, and he was doing Mm -hmm. his daily everything. Come to find out, there has never been any documented proof that that particular drug worked. It was a scheme. Mm. It was a Ponzi scheme. And before they realized who they had, you know, uh, made this agreement and these contracts with, it was in every magazine. It was commercial after commercial on every station. All of the sex uh, industry productions and manufacturers and promoters had bought into it, and the man became an instant millionaire, but nobody even took the time to realize if this stuff worked. And because they understood how big of a sting sexual underperformance or inability was, they were banking that the truth of someone's sexual inadequacy was big enough Mm -hmm. to keep them quiet than Mm -hmm. to sue. And it worked for several years until even in the contract, you had to have a reference of medical um, expert uh, written. You had to have a record sent in to cancel your uh, prescription for it that said that I am sexually inept and that this medication mm. is not working for a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, of course, it's such a taboo thing to talk about. Of course, it's going to be even more so to get this drug. You could get the drug without a prescription, but then you suddenly needed a medical doctor to come in and say, but to make a long story short, when people are not sure of what they are, they have to mm-hmm. themselves themselves. You have to pull your titties out if you don't think that you're worth enough to be a sexually attractive person or that your mm-hmm. sex game is great. You got to go post and all of these pictures. What, what, and I think men, more than women, I, I really do. I think it's mm-hmm. because I don't have sex with women often. You know, I, I just don't know how that goes. But I'm just saying, I think that women hear a lot more exaggeration about their sex game from men than than the other way around. Because men always are talking about laying you out, sending you to heaven. Um, I'm the best you ever had is what they want to hear. But I, I think that's not good to, to to even say that. Just have an experience and then see. What do you say? Because do you, do you guys hear women? Then, 
braggadocious on their stuff? Yeah, I, I have heard a mirage of things. Just say just in 2016, <laughs> just in 2016 of what they can do. I'm like, oh wow. What I've learned is I don't need to, I don't need to say anything. I learned the best policy is never say, but show. Uh-huh. But I've heard, well, you can't handle it. You may drown. Oh, you're gonna go to sleep. <laughs> Just the best you're going to eat, what, 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 you know, going to have and all kind of stuff. I didn't see all that, but. <laughs> I'm killing myself because I think, where does that come from, though? What do, I mean, are we having, because we, I mean, we see it in other parts of our world, how they exaggerate how this car is going to drive just like a BMW or this food is going to taste just like this. And then the the sad thing is we see it on commercials how you are comparing whatever you have to offer with the quote-unquote best. You have to compare it to something that's understood to be the best. There used to not be BMW commercials. There used to not be Volvo commercials on television. There used to not be the necessary advertisement for something that had its truth already known. It was just a, you know, it was, you know, Ford even, you say that, is that they felt like they had the best vehicle. Yes, he did say eat. Somebody just texted me, yes, he did say eat. But, you know, I know that <laughs> we felt somebody just texted me. They said, did he say eat? Yes, he oh, did say eat. And, and, and women women say, some, I'm not trying to, you know, be on the bandwagon and, and damn the man to being, you know, liars because women lie too. I, I, my my biggest thing is I can't believe a woman would lie to a man and say that this is, you know, not, you know, this is your child, knowing that it is not. Like, I, I, I can't get, I don't even know how that happens. That happens, it know. happened to me. It happened to me in Atlanta. It happened oh, wow. to me in Atlanta. I would, wow. I had went to a particular city and particular things took place. And uh-huh. so a couple of weeks later, I'm sitting at dinner actually in um, Marietta, Georgia, and I'm having uh-huh. dinner with my cousin. We're laughing, having a good time. I get a call from him. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I got something I have to tell you. I said, well, what do you have to tell me? Well, you're going to be a uh-huh. father. I said, I, I lost my appetite. What? <laughs> 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 and my cousin's like, man, she's lying. She's lying. I said, nah, nah. She told me. she. I was like, man, what am I going to do? I, I got like, I, I'm working over here. It's a job. They're going to take everything. And then finally, she hung up. I called her back like, hey, what? What? When? I put, started putting time together with it. And I realized, right. you know what? I, I lied to you. I'm not. And I just did that because I wanted to get at you. And this, I went to, you know what? Don't ever play like that again. Ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, scary. it was scary. Word. I lost my appetite. But the thing is, it's like, it's so, well, I guess you can, because, like, men don't know. Men really don't know. You know, they don't know. They just know whether or not they've been there or not. But, you know, they don't necessarily know if they're the only one. But, I mean, women have the same questions or what have you, but that's a huge lot of tell. Like, that's not right. <laughs> like, that's not even funny. 
And I will not even pretend like I, I've never, I've never not known when I was pregnant and I've been pregnant twice and I had two babies with my husband. I've never uh, thought I was really pregnant because I was, you know, careful with what I did. And, but I will say that it's scary and I, I don't understand it, but I do see how a woman thinking that she's losing someone mm-hmm. would say such, you know, like that don't, that, that doesn't make any sense. That's not going to even make him stay for you. It's going to make him hopeful that he has a seed if he's going to stay. But like, I wouldn't, I mean, that's just too big. Maybe I'll call somebody tonight, but they're going to be like, girl, I ain't seen you in two years. Right. Now, the last you know, question you, is, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-uh. Go ahead. No, it was interesting. We were talking about, about how people lie about what they do and what they can do. You interest you never seen, which is my favorite car, a Rolls Royce advertisement. Because the quality uh-huh. and the craftsmanship uh-huh. of it speaks for itself. And uh-huh. most people don't get why there isn't a Rolls Royce advertisement in any uh-huh. paper or any television because the craftsman craftsmanship and handmade buffing of the of the paint and everything that's done there speaks for okay. itself. And that's how it should okay. be in certain parts of the relationship where you talk some things should just speak for itself where you bragging about what you can do, how much money you have or how you gonna, you know, send the person to third heaven like you were saying. Your craftsmanship mm-hmm. to speak for itself. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. I think it plays into the fear part of why people want to sell themselves. I know that if you really are attracted or drawn or want to at least embark on a relationship with someone, you want to show your best self. Um, today, I've tried on a new lipstick and I posted couple pictures. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. <laughs> you saw, you saw, and mm-hmm. I just love I just love makeup like that. Um I ended up having some extra change in my pocket. I should have probably saved it, but what I did is I went over to the mat counter and um they had some new lipsticks and I put it on and I absolutely love I love when people celebrate. And it's and it mm-hmm. wasn't to be selfish. It wasn't like just for me. I just really wanted to see what people would say. Some of the same people who gave me kudos are the same people who say that it's ghetto fabulous to have purple lips, or that mm-hmm. you know certain things that are outside of the average you know normalcy, you know like that's just too much and it's too extra. But it's amazing that as long as there is a a, a, a uh, banding of people to say anything, you can probably sell it as a truth or being okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but the thing is about the truth and a lie is that to me, it's just one way or the other. There's no gray area. It just is or is not. Uh, same thing, mm-hmm. like even with the law, I was interested in learning how, you know, certain types of, of, of taking someone's life is not murder, but the end mm. result is exactly the same. Um, you can mm. have a justifiable killing of someone. You can have a statute that allows you to kill someone under certain circumstances. 
Um, and then you can have an involuntary way of taking someone's life uh, and then a purposeful way. And then the purposeful killing on purpose comes in different degrees. And I was like, oh, my God, either you did or you did not. And 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 that's and that's where people say no. There are, there are lines of gray where an explanation of events makes you understand the reason why. But at the end of the day, you still got two you know dead people, you know a dead person yeah. or whatever the crime may be. But maybe a lie is not just a lie. But one the last the last reason why people lie is pride. And I I I've never really understood pride any way different except for this. It's what mm-hmm. you're willing to what you're willing to brand yourself as, what you're willing to say, this is who I am. It's a way of identifying who you are and having uh favor because of that position. When you choose mm-hmm. any position and you understand you get kudos for being in that position, that is what pride is. And when you have a person telling a lie and willing to mm-hmm. continue to tell a lie just to continue to get favor. That is the example of, of, of the supposedly the largest example as why people lie. Now, I don't know that I need favor. I just don't. Like the people that, the, well, I'll say this, the person who matters the most to me um, is no longer on this earth. So what favor I desired left when she left. So a lot of what I do is now maybe that's selfish. It's, it's for me. And I do consider other people that I care about, but I, I don't do it, you know, in in, con, in concert with wondering whether or not it's going to be favorable to them or not. Some things I just would, you know, I just don't care. Whether you like it or not, I'm just this is just yeah. me. But a lot. Do you can you think of anything that you would lie other than life? You know, I'm gonna lie and I'm gonna stick by it regardless. Um, no, I think it's, it comes to a point where you realize that walking in truth, walking in your truth. Let me put that correctly. Say that correctly. When you walk in your truth, is more valuable than telling a lie. And you you value your truth over telling a lie to someone else to get their approval, to get their acceptance, or get their validation. And when a person begins to walk in their truth of who they are, actually it makes them more attractive because you now become an uh, an anomaly in a in a culture or in a uh, arena where people are always telling lies. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm wrong for like dumping the guy who lied about his not having a baby? Because he didn't he didn't say he had one child. He just only told me about his daughter, so it just became, you know, that must be the only child he has. Uh is that wrong for me to cause he actually told me until I had no idea. I didn't have any I didn't research nothing. He said he had to tell me. And he felt like he, I deserve to know that truth, you know. So I, I'm wondering, am I being hard on him for not taking that as a, you know, a good thing? Because he, he told the truth. He finally told the truth. But it made me wonder I, if he going to, what else can he hide? 
Well, that that that's a that's the thing that makes you question. But uh, just from uh, another standpoint, I think it might have been a little hard because the man was willing to say, "Hey, I wanted to share this part," but he was, and two, he might have been. He didn't feel comfortable in sharing that with you because you said he felt like you he was being a whore. But the other side of it, too, it was a way to break the ground open so that a relationship can be birthed out of it, or a relationship was birthed out of it, but so that it can grow. He needed a place where he can feel safe in sharing his truth. And maybe he had not found that he didn't. He couldn't find that anywhere because always mm-hmm. he, he manifested the judge. And so mm-hmm. it's a lot of dynamics where you were and where he was, and maybe it wasn't the right time for you guys to come together because mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, the level of truth there. You ready to receive the truth and him willing to say the truth wasn't at the right levels. Mm. Well, I, I, I do know that I throw people away once I'm hurt because I was I was hurt. It was like, it was almost like, why am I the person that, and that's one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and it, I didn't really have a whole lot. Why, who you who you lie to means something. Like, because some people, you know, say, oh, I tell my best friend everything, or I tell my, my immediate family everything, or I tell my woman everything, but everybody else you deceive, and it's like, what what is that about? Like, why am I the person? that you feel comfortable enough to lie to when I've only shown you space to be honest. I've shared with you some things, you know, that are my truths. I don't, I don't really have anything to hide, but I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody should hide, you know, who and what they are when you're trying to learn somebody on any level. Um, I'm not saying give everything, but I'm saying, especially mm-hmm. when someone asks you, if they ask you certain things, to hold back any part of that truth, it to me is just a lie. So I don't, I don't know if that's. I I would say I'll say from personally, some things I don't share because I need to feel that there's there's a level of comfortability of me sharing my truth with you, so I may hold back telling you everything because sometimes we can tell everything in the, in the name of truth and we actually run the person away. I, I'm thinking about me about the movie. I'm going to get you sucker actually came to mind and the guy takes the girl to the house and she takes her the leg and she takes up her arms, she takes up her wigs, she takes up like, wait, 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 wait. And he runs mm-hmm. off screaming. Sometimes we mm-hmm. share too much of our truth and we run the person away because we have not, we got to learn how to ease people in into the truth of who we are. You can't expose everyone. There, there's different exposure of light that you can tolerate and when you can cannot tolerate. And sometimes when we expose people to to a high level of light that we're used to, they may not be mm-hmm. able to handle that level of light that you are used to. So we had to learn mm-hmm. how to grow together and to realize that I'm going to share this part of my light that I need you to maybe get comfortable in sharing this part. And sometimes we try to rush the process if it allow that person to grow into it. We cannot rush the process of somebody learning how to share their truth because everyone is at different levels. Well, I, I and that, that you know, I, I've heard the word level 
as much as I've heard lies in the last year. And I, I really, I don't really want to lie to anybody. And I don't want to le- lead anybody into believing, in, you know, something that's not true. I don't want to, you know, uh, manipulate a situation just because it has some advantages for me. I really do want to be truthful. And I think it just frees you up to be what you're supposed to be without any excuses. And you're you're less uh, apt to feel disappointed when you just know the truth to me. Um, I don't I don't know about anybody else, but you mentioned a book, Mr. Lawrence, that you, uh, Mr. Lawrence Adams wrote a little bit ago. Uh, <laughs> share that with us so that we can get this book, because if it's going to help me uh, keep people from lying, then that's what we need to promote. Well, it's, it's actually not a book about you know, about lying, but it's actually it's a very short book, and the first chapter in the book is interesting because it's applicable to what we're talking about now. And that is the chapter goes, and the chapter is very small. It says, um, be honest with yourself first because everything else is an illusion. So when when you're completely honest with yourself, you realize that everything around you is just an illusion because you have not first been honest with yourself. So once you take the, when you take the time to say, hey, I'm going Mm -hmm. to be honest completely with myself. And when you do that, that means you're going to start taking responsibility for yourself. You're not looking mm-hmm. to please anyone else. You're not looking to get approval, or validation, or anything else because you're now living in your God-given truth. Mm-hmm. And most people have not settled into their truth, so they always fall for a lie. Mm. Well, uh, I'm feeling really emotional. You know, I... I um, I looked up bipolar because sometimes I go from one emotion to the other, and it says that I don't have it. But mm-hmm. I'm so super uh, moved by when people are just willing to share and be honest. And I think you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Or you, I know you can definitely feel it when somebody is being an extra liar, like you're just really feeling too much. But I also think that people, too, can resonate with truth with you on that level as well. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you always being available to share your knowledge with us. Let the people know how they can get in contact with you, Ms. Lawrence, so that when you have this other show, they'll be mm-hmm. barking at you. <laughs> so, get that. Yeah, well, Jeff, definitely, you know, I'm walking. It's funny you even asked that. I'm, today I went to a black expo, and I realized I needed to really get back on to walking in my truth for who I am as far as with books. Um, mm-hmm. audio I have out and everything like that. I sort of put everything on the back burner. So today mm-hmm. is like a day of reckoning to say, hey, it's time to do that. So if you want to reach okay. me, the best way to reach me at this time, as I go and set up the website again, get the um, books and audio that I have out that are actually done and edited down, the best way to reach mm-hmm. me at this time is through Facebook, and that's Lawrence D. Adams. And if you're a friend of to Empress, Empress, or Sharon, mm-hmm. you can find me. I am one of her friends, but it's Lawrence D. Adams. I actually, the picture I have on, I think I have a hat on, scarf, mm-hmm. and <laughs> blue blazer. You're my only Lawrence. Yeah. You're my only Lawrence, I think. I think you're my only Lawrence. It's, it's funny because I have lots of duplicated friends, but I think you're my only Lawrence. 
Right. So you can definitely find me there. You can inbox me. I don't mind talking, um, sharing, and definitely um, giving you more information about the products I have. Um, the book is the, the Mystic Golden Tree, The Journey Within, and I have an audio, The Power of Believing in Yourself. Another audio, um, the audio is The Secret Invisible Crown, and that deals with realizing that you, your royalty that you have inside of you, and once you begin to do that, people begin to treat you that way. And then the most important one is The Power of Believing Yourself. We can get everybody else to believe. We can believe for everybody else, but sometimes you need yeah. to take the time to believe who you are as a person. And then um, something I'm working on um, is the castration of the male soul. And that's going to be something that I'm digesting now. I think it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about in upcoming weeks about uh, different levels of men or personality traits of people, where it's the alpha, the beta, the gamma, the delta, and the omega, the different levels of men that are out there. And the lowest at this time that I've read is the omega man, no slight to the omega five side incorporated, but it's talking about omega man as a personality trait. Um, in the sense of they have no ambition, they have no drive for life or anything like that. To me, that is a man who has been castrated. So mm. we, it, it's interesting that um, even with that show, a lot of times women might say, I want an alpha man. Will you may be a CEO, real driven, real hard. You mm. may need to settle for a beta man and mid-management doing certain things. He's not bad. But sometimes we've been look, we've been told that a beta man is fat, and of course yeah. it goes down to uh, gamma and delta and an omega. So it, I think it's interesting once you begin to uh, find those dynamics, you realize that sometimes the pickings is better than what you thought. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna reach me at Lawrence D Adams on Facebook dot on Facebook dot com. You can find me there. Inbox me, like. I'm always sharing some inspirational or as recently I've been sharing some baby powder. You got to read, read the post to understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And as you know, how we do it on the empire, we just have a short intermission and then hopefully I can bring you the nuggets that I picked up during our show. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am The Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where The Empress Speaks, and the empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight, but nobody's going to change this but us. I have thoroughly enjoyed the show tonight. I think the most um, powerful thing that uh, I have learned and read was that the self-deception is the most ruining type of lie that you can have. You can you know, try and trick people as much as you want to, but you can never trick yourself into believing something about yourself or other situations that you know uh, that don't resonate truth. Um, Speaking of resonation, I do think that um, when you feel a certain opposition to what's being said 
versus what you're experiencing by what, uh, versus what you're seeing. Just understand it is it can be different from from what you're seeing. It can be different from what you're feeling. Um, but I think that the inner part of yourself and a lot of older people and people who have counseled with me or counseled me have explained to me that the inside of all of us is God. Now, you ain't got to be religious, you ain't got to be saved, you ain't got to be nothing, but you're created in such a way that there is a spirit of you that is the essence of you, that's the per- this person of you that doesn't have skin, that doesn't have bones, doesn't have any of these uh, faculties that help us function in this material world. It's a part of you that you can hear, that helps you dream, that uh, makes your heart jump when you're afraid, that soothes you down when you hear the words, I love you. That part of yourself is, is the most true part of yourself. And, you know, some people say a lot, you know, women have intuition. Women have this, they have this ability to know things uh, when they don't happen. But I think men have this too. And I think that's your thermometer of what is really real and what is really happening. In order to tap into that part of yourself, you do have to be able to know yourself and understand that this is coming from the inside of you. This has nothing to do with external things, but it does light up at external exposures. And I think for me, um, being able to see who I really am for myself was a hard thing to do. Very, very difficult to understand that uh, I'm not in a place that I would absolutely want to be, that I'm not absolutely the person that I aspire to be. You know, and sometimes it can make you feel like every time I'm doing something and feeling good about it and the inside not matching that I'm somehow lying or being uh, not authentic to, to who I'm speaking with or who I'm counseling with or who I'm even, like sometimes even doing the show with. But I do know that the truth uh, and a lie has to be founded by some level of intention. And intention is the basis of all of this. I think that, you know, when you hear the word lie or you hear the word truth, it's natural to want to know the why. And that is the intention part that Mr. Lawrence was saying earlier when I was talking about relationships and how women sometimes accost men and we question and interrogate them to get down to the bottom of the course, we just want to hear a yes or a no. But the truth of all answers usually comes with some level of reasoning and rationale, except for habitual liars. We talked about that earlier. A habitual liar is somebody who lies about everything and anything, and it doesn't even pay fruitful on the other side of the uh, lie. But when a person who is known for telling you truth, who is known for showing you truth, who is known that you care for them and they care for you, suddenly lies. You must, you must investigate into why. Because not knowing why doesn't tell you the intent, and the intent may absolutely be honorable. Now, I'm not saying take a liar. I'm not saying just get with somebody who's going to constantly feed you a, 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 a seal lies, a bowl of lies. You see for yourself that it's the opposite of what they're doing. I'm not saying take that. I'm saying when something is offset on what someone's usual activities and ways are, there's usually a, a reason. And that reason may not be the best for you, but it may absolutely be 
the truth of why a lie may have seemed necessary. Of course, I think at the end of the day, the best thing to do is to always tell the truth and say it in such a way that it can be received uh, from the truth teller to the person that you're about to tell it to. When a person is asking you for the truth, it's obvious they don't, for some reason, they don't believe what you're saying. You cannot act and be in one way and then think that just simply that your mouth is going to convince them that it's a different way because words are just plentiful. Words are plentiful. You can't beat saying nothing but doing the right thing. But at the end of my issue is at least say something, you know, because omissive lies to me are the most damning because you're left in the same space you were before you asked the question. And if if there are no questions asked and you doing any kind of thing, living any kind of way, you probably, they probably don't even care about you. I think that men should at least understand that when a woman is trying to understand what's going on, it's because they care, you know, because if you don't give a flip, you do whatever you want to do. You know, you can say whatever you want to say. I don't care if it doesn't equal out. So people who live in that way, you know, you may think you're comfortable, but you're really just not as important as someone who has the worry or the concern about what the truth is and what's really going on. You get one life, and I think you should live it as fully and as honestly and as openly as you can. I'm not saying open up your entire life to any and everybody, but you have to understand and have some level of discernment of who deserves to be in your life and who does not. And at the end of that day, you don't have any problem with living your life full and happy. And that, I think that's where I am. That's where I want to be. Until next time, one life I just... So, girl, you just be honest with me. I know we can make this work. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. I know that you're afraid, babe. But you don't need to be safe, babe. You just need someone to understand And I think I need the same, babe Show me where you at, let's keep it honest Hold you where you at, and that's a promise Over nothing, never keep it from us Nothing left between us, baby, nothing Tell me what you want, let's keep it gangsta Tell me you created you, I'll take it Over nothing, never keep it from us Nothing left between us, baby
Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am The Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight, but nobody's going to change this but us. 